This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Villain for Hire. Spice up your adventure stories with real-life trail villains. Whether it's El Guapo from Three Amigos blocking your way or Mr. Belding tearing down your campsite, you can work with your friends and family to overcome unexpected but saucy characters while out in the backcountry. Villain for Hire is your solution to uneventful adventures. Check them out at makelikeatreeandgetoutofhere.com. What's going on, B&B family? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still slurps his noodles from his ramen up mm. through his nose and still thinks he's showing us something new, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> going on my man not sure how that relates to trail villains but thanks, thanks you're the villain that. on yeah. my trail yeah all the time I, I believe that i thought it was el guapo not el guapo el Gu- i think they said el guapo in the movie but did they you might be correct right, pronunciation not so sure yeah, anyway right. anyway with me today is derek somerville a man that believes that one tactic villains have is to wrap your calendars in aluminum so they can foil your plans oh man yes that was that was decent yeah okay. that was decent thank you thank you so we're talking about trail villains today, different than trail saboteurs. Trail saboteurs are people that are in your own group that sometimes try and sometimes inadvertently mess up your plans. We have plenty of those, as I bet a lot of you out there do as well. And uh, yeah, these are different. What's different about trail villains versus that? What do you think? Versus what? Real villains? What do you think? Uh, versus what I just talked about, which is saboteurs. <laughs> saboteurs and villains? I think villains are... Thanks more... for joining the show, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> is it bedtime yet? Uh, no, trail villains, um, to me, are a little bit different because I think they're impacting... Uh, I don't know. like, Well, I think they're kind of... I don't know. I feel like they're maybe they're kind of similar. Did I surprise you with this question? You kind of did, yeah. Because okay. a saboteur... They're not similar. They're not similar. A saboteur to me is is more inadvertent. Maybe he forgot this or that and is inconveniencing us slightly, right? <laughs> okay, so I already defined saboteur, a villain. go ahead and define it yourself. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You are just impossible to talk to. So the villains to me are more people that are like intentionally cruel, 
Maybe they're, okay. uh, you know, going to intentionally try to ruin things for right. you and everybody around them. So, yeah, they, intention. Intention or maybe they impede upon your progress and are unwilling to change or modify their behaviors in some way, right? You can't. Maybe you can't rationalize with them as well. If there, there is could, a problem. Definitely could be that. So we're going to talk about how to have a showdown, right? So we're going to, you know, what are the solutions? How do you not just avoid them or run away, but you actually face up to these villains and try to solve the problem that way. Indeed. Okay. So, Judges 16.6, Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. All right. That's so Delilah being the the villain here Mm. in in Judges Mm. in the Bible. So, how do you handle somebody that is trying to manipulate a situation in their favor, Derek? Uh, I just, I, I, I think now that I'm older, I think I just tend to call them out. I think I just okay. try to try to shed truth on the situation and what they're really trying to do in a loving way. But if not, if that doesn't work, if they don't want to listen, then I, I think I try to distance myself. Okay. So to Delilah, you would say, stop it. You're just trying to get my enemies to defeat me. I'd say, nay, Delilah, look, you are, here's the thing about Samson. Okay. I don't get this. It's like, she already tied him up a couple times. Doesn't right. he get the clue? That she's trying to figure something out. I mean, I kind of blame him. Yeah, that's one of his weaknesses is that he was easy to manipulate, right? Yeah, way yeah. to go. Way and to go. we probably are easier than we care to admit. That's fair. Yeah, although we yeah. are getting old and crusty, so maybe... Speak for yourself, but okay. um, that's true on your end for sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So Yeah. So we've got a list of, of villains, and so we're going to go through them and hear Derek's wisdom about how to oh, handle boy. them. I'll chime in as well, of course, and, and yeah. we'll have some ideas, and perhaps these ideas might be uncomfortable for you. Perhaps we're off base. Feel free to you know reach back out and share your experiences. Or maybe we miss some villains, too. Certainly, this, maybe. Is not a, this is not a comprehensive list. This is just what we were able to come up with. You mean we're not the end-all, be-all of villain knowledge? Uh, n- <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully not. Okay. So, all right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Dude, let's jump into this, man. Okay. All right, so Derek, which one do you want to go with first? Uh, let's go with the uh, horseback riders and pack animal people. Okay, yeah. So this is these are pretty common to the trail. Uh, well, first of all, let me ask you: Does it bother you that they that you're they're kind of like leaving poop on the trail for you that you got to walk either around or sometimes in? <laughs> does that bother you? No, I can handle that. You like walking in horse poop? I didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> this is what you do, and I love it. Uh, not really. Okay. No, I just walk around. I mean, it's okay. it's fertilizer for nature as yeah, well. So, yeah. I think that's. The, I know? think you're adequately expressing the perspective of the the pack people because I think I, that's what they would say. I feel like we're in there kind of territory anyway yeah you know? this is not why they're villains but i personally don't like walking in horse poop That's i think you're a little more fried i think you can't handle the smell <laughs> and maybe i'll put some in your pack or yeah. use it as kindling one day i don't I, know we'll see <laughs> i don't have the same poop passion that you do so there's there's that but the reason why these are trail villains is because i've seen not just myself but a lot of people have verbal battles with horseback people and mm. they just get upset in general at people that they feel are impeding their progress so yeah Full disclosure, they do have the right of way on the trail. The horses. Like, yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, unless there's sort of yes. special circumstances or trails are not supposed to be on, Correct. which doesn't typically happen, they have the right of way. So we should all be yielding to them. Indeed. Yeah. But that does not always quench their anger. So, for example, I've come around corners where I didn't know there were horses, and I came up on the horses behind them, and then once I saw them, I pulled off to the side of the trail, and I've gotten yelled at. 
Really? Yeah, that's happened before. Wow. Um, you don't get off the trail fast enough or with enough distance if you're approaching them. Yeah. I've seen people get yelled at. I've seen people rant about it on social media. They There's a lot of anger from them. Um, I've seen people just say straight up like, my horse is skittish. So you need to be careful <laughs> around my horse because yeah. we don't know. Like it could throw me off, which like, like that's scary. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to spook a horse. Right. Definitely. Well, so. especially if you're, if you're going on the trail and there's like a sharp edge or a steep cliff or something, mm-hmm. that's no joke. Right. Or a briar patch, as you know. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the, that's the, the, the villain scenario. So how do you handle that? So you're getting yelled at by horseback people. I'm getting yelled. I'm already getting yelled at horseback by horseback people. Yeah, for for something maybe you're trying to give way, you're yielding, but either you're not doing so soon enough. You came around a corner, you surprise mm, them. Mm. Uh, maybe they have a skittish horse and they're upset. Either way, they're yelling at you. Again, adhere to what I was saying before. I think I try to be nice to be like, you know what? My bad. No need to yell. I'm gonna get off the trail for you. I'm backing up. Mm-hmm. Calm it down. Right. You know? And so you do that. Yeah. Well done. You are a man of peace. And then they turn around the next corner. Next person does that. They yell again. You've not solved. Oh, the problem. oh there's another one. Yeah. There's well, I'm just one. I'm just saying that that they encounter somebody else, and they're still going to be the angry person, mm, right? I mean, we need to solve the problem here. We need to deal. We need to we need to not slink away from these trail villains here. I mean, they're yelling at somebody else, though, right? Yeah. Am I just going to go battle every guy on the horse? No, I'm just the... saying that that you haven't solved the like they're gonna they're gonna continue to yell at people, and mm. so the way that you're handling that is not solving their. Anger maybe issues. just maybe just start singing and dancing. Put on a little show for okay. the horse. Right. Uh, or they'll like that. They'll, yeah, yeah. Or moving quickly around on the trail. Another. <laughs> this is just another reason to wear an apple necklace is because horses love apples. Okay. So you could feed the horse. They'll feed the horse. Pet the horse. Right. And be on your merry way. And just say all hikers aren't as aggressive as exactly. Okay. Right. Exactly. And if you love their animal, they're gonna love you. That's my right. theory. Right. Okay. Okay. All Fair right. enough. All right. I'm gonna say incorrect on that one. Um, this is not trivia. Always agree. Okay. <laughs> this is not trivia, but, but I don't think that solves the problem. I think that you need to communicate to them in a uh, firm but fair way and say, you know what? Like this is what I did when I when I surprised the horseback riders. Mm. I pointed to the trail. I said, I just came around the corner. I didn't know you were here. When I saw you, I jumped off the trail. And when I, I I didn't yell, I wasn't angry, but I was very firm with what I said. Uh-huh. And they backed off immediately. Mm. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, you, if you're going to get this, if you or your horse is going to be this skittish on a very busy trail, perhaps this is not. The oh, you, you went you. like full old man grumpy. Like, let me, let me let you not have Not grumpy, it. more, more like a scoldy. 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 But, scoldy. It, but not in a, in a mean or threatening voice in a very firm, mm. but, mm. um, informative voice. In, okay. Yeah. Informative voice. Got yeah. it. Okay. And so, and they, and they totally backed off. And I've had other encounters as well where they get unreasonably mad. And mm. uh, I used to volunteer as a park patroller in a nearby wilderness area. And even the volunteers, some were like, you know, hikers, runners, and they had the horseback people. And they, some of them like came in, they're like, they're volunteers. They're trying to help patrol the trails. And they came in angry at people. Mm. And so, yeah, you just have to, you know, help by informing okay. them I like that. in a calm but firm manner. Calm and firm, guys. Can you do that? Calm and firm. Can you do that, Derek? I can do that. Okay. I think I'm calm and firm with you every episode. So yeah, you. I, I guarantee you, we we go backpacking a lot. If you're going to have these face-offs, these encounters, they're going to be there. 
I try to do it like I, I suggested before where I'm direct but but nice. But that, I think there is – if they push you and if they're unnecessary, then that's probably where I'm going to say more yeah. of what you're saying. As far right. as like this is – you know, I yeah. just got off the trail. Like, you know, yeah. doing the best I can here. And it's not just horse people. Like like I've had uh, encounters with, with llama people on the trail. Oh, where the they, llamas. They expect yeah. – I mean, there's no rules with llamas specifically, at least not at the trailhead. And they're like, how come you didn't do such and such when you saw the llama? And I was like – do you expect people to understand how to behave around llamas, even though we rarely see them mm. on the trail? Like they're just, yeah, their sort of expectations are not really reasonable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in a calm but firm manner, yeah, no finger shaking. That's how. That's how. No it went finger shaking. Yeah, so I'm not shy. I feel like I know my okay. trail rules. You you don't like well. to be challenged with rules either. So that's that's not going to go well for them. I think in general. <laughs> so llamas beware. Yeah, llamas and horses. Okay, llamas and horses. Actually, the horse is nice to the people. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Okay. Right. So, so in the same vein, let's go with the next one. Let's go with the mountain bikers. Okay. I think that these are the worst. They, these are dangerous too. Yeah. And most, a lot of backpacking trails don't have mountain bikers or hiking trails don't have mountain bikers. Um, but you do in Colorado. In Colorado, there are some trails yeah. that are designated like mountain bike only or, you know, on foot only, but there's not enough of those. And so you have to okay. share the trail. Mm-hmm. And me being a mountain biker myself, like I feel like I can more confidently speak to this. I would say about half the mountain bikers are super courteous. They're super nice. And they yeah. understand that they're actually supposed to yield to both the horseback people and the people on foot. Ooh, okay. Have you encountered a mountain biker that's not done that? I have not. I, don't, I haven't encountered many... Maybe a few, um, but no, I have not encountered that. Okay. So So here's what they do is they will like run you down off the trail. Like you better get And we talked about this. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about like how I think I yelled at one one time Mm -hmm. and that was not the way that I was just describing how I talked to the horseback people. That was was (laughs) the complete opposite. That was the opposite. That was the, yeah. So, um, so you have a mountain biker charging at you. Yeah. They're supposed to yield to you. You're on foot and they're not yielding my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Villain face off. What do you do? I don't think there's much of a choice here. If you have a, a bike barreling yeah, down, lots of you, choices. You could uh, throw something at them and yep. make them crash. Correct. Um, we so we had this happen after after one of our trips. Remember? Remember the guy? Get out of the way! That uh, was on the road, though. That was that was on a road. Yeah, but he's right. still barreling down. Yeah. Um, road bikers are a whole different story. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably true. But, uh, I'd say uh, you could throw something at them. You okay. could yell at them. Yeah. Um, you could just clothesline. Cool. <laughs> you could throw your pack at them and try to knock them off. Um, you could squirt them with water. That's always a plus. That's a highly recommended option. If you get the squeezy bottle, that's actually not a bad idea. Or as they drive by in their fury and anger of road rage, you could say, Jesus loves you. Oh and then gosh. that's, and you could go that route. That's, which, that's going the wrong direction, I think. That might be annoying for everybody. Okay. But um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's hard because sometimes they're going probably going really fast, I'm imagining, right? So you don't have a lot of time. To, well, are you going to like try to get them to slow down and have a conversation yeah, with them? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, this, okay. I'm going to full disclosure. Okay, I have so not, let's what, I'm, what I'm going to dis- uh, discuss here, I have not actually done. Okay. Like, did you stand in the middle of the trail and like hold your hands and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Now you are speaking my language. Okay. This okay. is more your speed. Okay. okay. I'm going to run this idea by you because I haven't done this yet. Okay. But this is like a problem that I encounter, I would say, weekly weekly basis for sure. Mm. Sometimes multiple times in the same like, you know, hike or run. Okay. Okay. So at the trailhead, they have these signs that have like the yield to signs, right? It's right. like this little triangle and like the mountain bikers have to yield to the horses and the hikers like I just said. Right. You take a picture. Okay. With your phone. Got it. Phone's handy. Got it. Mountain bikers coming. 
Stop him. And then like what you said, the whoa, 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 you don't actually say anything to them. You just say, can I just, sh-, or I guess you say, can I show you a picture? And you pull out your phone <laughs> and you point to it. If that's not passive aggressive, <laughs> I don't know what is. That's aggressive because you're stopping no, them. You're that's right, you're right. It them. is, it is. Now you're not verbally aggressive, I suppose. And then, unless you say afterwards, like, got any questions? <laughs> they're just gonna be mad angry at you that's not solving the problem though right that's not okay no, that's that's gonna escalate yeah. okay so how would you handle it differently i, I think that i don't know how <laughs> i think i just let them go okay which is not gonna solve it either but it's like right. if people want to be rude they're gonna be rude which is so sad how do you up that 50 percent of nice bikers to like high a higher number i think you got to pay it forward, Carl. You got to yeah. try to be nice. Uh, I don't know how you'd be nice in like a split second when they're zooming by. I can you, tell you the passive aggressive way. I'm sure you that. can. You're an expert. Is that at this. you? Is that you don't yield to them? Like you take up a little bit. You know, like you take up your fair share of space on the trail, mm-hmm. and so they've got to work their way around you. Yeah. Um, you can even go so far as to like stop and like you know cringe or flinch or you like to go fetal position, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Yeah. and then just like over exaggerate your fear for what they're about to do. I thought you were gonna say like I, I like to build a couple of cairns uh, of rocks on the trail and just see what they're gonna do with those in the middle of the trail <laughs> like really quickly just pile rocks yeah, like, pop, 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 there you go <laughs> or just throw all of your stuff down on the trail oh my. <laughs> you know i don't know okay. um, i think realistically though what, what i've done in the past not so much when they're like barreling down at you but a lot of them like to come up behind you and then they just like you can hear them like breathing heavily lurking behind you and they don't say anything i just get to the side of the trail and I just communicate like, hey, you're supposed to stay on your left. Like, just communicate, let us know. Uh-huh. And I try to say it in a nice way. But, Is um, the most scary when you're going downhill and they come behind you, I would imagine? Because um, they're going faster? I think what's scary is when you turn a corner and they're coming at you. So Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. that. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's probably the hardest one. That is a hard one. I don't know that we came up with a good answer for that one, but um, if you try any of those, maybe not the ones that are aggressive where you're throwing stuff at them, but let us know how that goes. Yeah, good luck. All right, what you get next? Uh, let's go with the dog off the leash. Mm. Poo bag, people. Oh, that's like double. Double that's whammy. Like double whammy, right? Yeah, we, I've seen this in my my area as well. Okay, I might be the villain, the dog off the leash villain. You might be the dog off the I leash villain. I might be. Okay. Well, not like all the time, just if I feel like we're in a really remote area and there's nobody else around. Okay. So you, you I mean, I get that. You're going to let the dog off the leash. Let the dog run around. You don't, you don't see anybody nearby, but then what, like, me rando mr rando like shows up and then what it's yeah that's more the issue like so the, so the dog's gonna follow along on the trail they're gonna hike and they're gonna stay next to our family mm-hmm. but then it's when the other person comes or if the other person has a dog then my dog's gonna be excited to see them and that's we don't know if the other person's gonna be as excited to see the dog right right so right. we're impeding on their you know their time on the trail which is not fair true okay but i mean this is the nature of the beast right you're gonna let your dog have a little freedom if you don't see anybody. like that's that's probably never gonna change like if you got if you're on a trail and there's nobody around you're probably gonna let your dog roam a little bit right yeah i mean if it, if it feels like it's a remote trail like if I, if I know it's a busy trail that would not be appropriate have but, you have you encountered somebody with their dog off the leash and they're really angry or annoying about it uh they if you i've been with somebody who tried to correct them and say and then, and i don't know that they handled it or they said leash your dog please Ooh. and then they got some feedback on that one i'll bet they did um but their dogs were in the way like like straight up in the way uh yeah. and then i've had i've had a lot of encounters where i'm out for a run okay and the dog is kind of staying with the person but then like we'll we'll kind of bound a little bit into my legs Huh. And so, you know, kind of like taking your, like the risk is that I could have a serious fall on the trail. 
Okay. And so, and they'll say, they're usually really polite. They'll say, sorry, but that if I get hurt, that doesn't, doesn't mean, change. Yeah. It doesn't mean right. much. So, right. so there's that. So the dog off the leash person, uh, kind of going back to the park patroller thing. I was actually responsible for telling people to leash their dogs and I carried leashes with me so that they could have a leash if they didn't have one. Carried leashes like port, like these small ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, Would they ever take the leash? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. And then what happened was rangers would then manage those same trails and if they told the person to leash their dog and that person pulled out one of those like freebie giveaway ones, then yeah. the ranger knew that they'd already been warned about that and might ticket them. Oh, that's yeah. that's good actually. That's a good little marking sure. system. But so. those were trails I wouldn't ever go leashless on. So That's probably smart, yeah. Um, so how do you have a showdown with a leashless dog owner? What do you do? And I have a dog or I have no dog? No dog. I have no dog. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the dog. Like if, yeah. if I see them approaching me, and I see that the dog's like, you know, staying with the group. He's, he's not like going crazy. I think I'm just respectful. I say, hello, mm-hmm. good job. Well, well played. Um, <laughs> you say to the owner, well played. Well played. <laughs> nice, nice pooch. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. If right. the dog's like all over the place and he's coming up to me, he's sniffing me, he's like, you know, he's like getting in the way of everything. I'd say, I don't know. That That's, oh, it's like, I, th- I feel like when in, in these moments where I'm not, because I, I don't really encounter this. So like if I did, I know it's going to be like a, like a blue moon scenario. Whereas like in your world, it's probably like a regular scenario. So I got to put myself in your shoes. Mm. This is not a blue, like this could happen on a backpacking trip. Uh, how many times in 15 this, years? This, this, didn't this? this happen when we, actually we had a ranger with the dog off the leash, right? Okay, so one time. One well, time. this is just in the one last time? year. We, you wanna, oh, you're going to go cycle through all you of You want to go trips? cycle through all of them? Like yeah. I could probably count them on one hand or less. We had llama lady, we had horse people, horse caravan. Yeah. Maybe a dog person. So it doesn't happen that often, but I feel like um, unless the animal's doing something crazy, then I, I think I just just bite my tongue and like let him okay. pass or whatever. But all right, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm nicer than you. So your definition of a showdown is to turn away and run to, the other direction. To no, to, to run the other direction. <laughs> I love how you just make up an answer that has nothing to do with what I said. It is. You said uh, you turn away, you go the other direction. No, I said let them go by, yeah. let them go their way. I'll go mine. If we're going the same direction, uh, I might say like on your right, on your left, and then try to get around them. Okay. See if they so you're yield. Race them. You're gonna race them. I'm gonna okay. yes, I'm gonna race them. Okay. I'm gonna race them dog if the dog starts walking with me then i assume that that's my dog now and then i'm going to take the dog <laughs> leash him and continue on my way would you offer the dog a th- here's what i do i'd offer the dog uh, a treat I'd be like here here's a little doggy biscuit they're gonna like whoa whoa what are you doing i'm like well you got your dog out here no leash i guess it's like just whatever and then i'm gonna whip out the tennis ball that i kept in my pocket and throw it and let the dog run away i love that you're gonna leash the dog <laughs> It's my dog now. <laughs> Snooze you lose. That's your best answer so far. Okay. Right. Uh, I feel like it's a two two answers because the poop person is not always oh. the same person. See, as now I got a problem with the poop. I got yeah. a problem with the poop. Okay, so you can't, let's be honest, you can't do much about the poop person if you just come across the bag by itself. We don't know. We're not doing like DNA evidence True. on who's, which dog's poop that is, right? True. So l- l- the scenario I think is more like you see from a distance that they're dropping the bag. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick it up and go hand it to him and be like, oh, hey, you dropped really? this. Really? You're going to hand it? I would it? do that. Yeah, okay. I would do that. I'd be like, hey, you dropped this. Um, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't leave your poopy plastic bag on the trail. And then their response would be like, oh, we're coming back the same way. We're going to grab that on the way out. And they're like, okay, I'll follow you. I'll make sure you do. No. I would do okay. it. I, I would, if you're going to be that aggressive, I think you'd say. No, I, I wouldn't do that. We I, both know you're not doing that. We see poop bags on the trail all the time, and it's probably from you. You are responsible for all the poop bags we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of poop yeah. i would say i mean are you what's the rule on the trail about poop bags you have to 
So yeah, let you them pack poop, it out. Pack it up and yeah. pack it out, right? And, so and, and getting back to the leash thing too, that's a law. Most unless it's a specific dog off leash area, you have to leash your dogs. Yeah. So these are these are like rules slash laws that people do you are throw do you throw out the old like I'm gonna take a picture of this or hey I'm gonna like I hope you know hopefully the uh, mm-hmm. hopefully the the ranger doesn't say anything when you get back about you know leaving your your poo bag on the trail. So you're this sounds like, like you're gonna like passively aggressively tell them you're gonna tattle on them. This sounds like you want to make a citizen's arrest. Uh, tempting, tempting yeah. over poop, uh, yeah. but no. I think uh, I'm gonna approach him. I'm gonna try to be direct. Okay. And be like, look, it's a law. You, you really don't want to leave this on the trail. This is why. Um, Passive aggressive way to do this would be you grab the bag and you show them and say, oh, did you want me to pack this out for you? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That'd like be that good. One? Or just be like, hey, um, do you want me to like put this in your backpack for you? Like I can <laughs> top top pouch. Right. Yeah. Next, your, next to your wag bag there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a wag bag. You want me to throw that in a wag bag? Just pile it on top of each other. Yeah, people yeah. and poop. Yeah, and you know how much we talk about poop and pee, but like that's just like unnecessary to leave it on the trail. All right. Anything I, else about the poop? I, no, and I don't know that we solve this problem with the dog off leash people. I think that I think for me, in terms of you know trying to have a showdown, is I would I'm ha- because I've had practices. I would be happy to communicate and say, yeah, can you please leash your dog? Um, Impact the poop. Yeah, and a lot of times they get pretty defensive. And they say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like my dog never, my net dog never runs into people's legs as they're running by or walking mm. by." And so, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's just, yeah, it's just the law, and it just makes trail usage easier. Even if they do it one time, one time's too many. So, or or you could just be like, "Hey, there's a dog park where you can let them off the leash." Exa- yeah, that we were actually trained to do, do that. that. We were trained to say that too. So there you go. Give them options. You know, give them options. options. Okay. Yeah, okay. Next one I got is. The guy or girl coming down the trail, the music man slash music woman, they are blaring. Mm. Okay. Then maybe they have like a, a Bluetooth speaker with them, so it's not just their phone. And it's like attached to their like little belt or chest strap or wherever. Yeah, it's kind okay. of like the extension of the person who drives around and blares the music. They're like, We right. need everybody right. to hear the music that we like to listen to. It's important right. for us. Okay. So this is that version on the trail. That's true. And let's say, are we walk? Am I walking by them, or am I walking the same direction as them? So if you're going in the opposite direction, really they're just a nuisance for what, like a minute? Like a, yeah. So it's not like, that big a deal. Bad song. Let's Keep say going. that they're you're going the same direction and at a similar pace. Oh, that'd be tough. I mean, if it's a good song, I think I can tough it out. <laughs> but okay. uh, if it's you know. Yeah, I think I've, this has this has happened also on a golf course. They, the people like to do this now, where they bring the boom boxes and they play golf mm, in, in a game yeah. that's like not really supposed to have that happen. So yeah, a lot of times backpacking gets compared to golf. It does uh, a lot of holes out there <laughs> and a lot of a lot of dog poop. So no, anyway, I think if I was on that situation, I think um, if I'm ahead of them, I might even just stop and let them go by me. But or I I, I don't know. It's like it's. Like, I've had music on the trail. It's hard to just be like, turn around and be like, hey, do you mind turning that down a little bit until we're like a little bit further apart? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I might I might do that if it was just like egregiously loud and oh, yeah. absurd. Well, I would that's do what that. it is. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, w- I would maybe say, hey, do you mind turning that down just a little bit until we're maybe like further apart or something? Okay. <laughs> and uh, you can go ahead of me. Or, or maybe I'll just run for a little bit and get out yeah. of them. I don't know. I always feel like these types of people too, it's like you can wait they get to go ahead and then you know you kind of create this gap but then you end up kind of catching up to them because they stop to rest or they stop and then mm. like oh, i'll just hike next to you guys again 
Oh, 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 I'm done wrestling as soon as you walk by, and I'll turn my music that, on. That happens all the time. Like, yeah? Yeah, you, you'd be surprised, especially if they feel like they're going faster than you, then they don't want to lose the lead, so to speak. It's like, it's like a subconscious ego it thing. It is. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I believe that. 100%. That I believe. Yeah, that happens on the trail all the time, actually. It happens when I'm running where if I pass somebody on the trail they work so hard to pass me back. I, I feel like I might give them the benefit of the doubt the first time. Be like, okay. let's see let's see if they catch the hint. Like, right. ooh, you see me looking at you. Do you turn it down? And then if they keep going a little bit, then maybe I say something. Yeah. That regard, so. Okay. What do you say? I say, hey, do you mind, you know, turn it down just a little bit. Okay. Until we're just a little bit. Gotcha. Just, just to snick it. I know? think if you apply one of your solutions to a previous villain, I think this might be better. Mm. The whole squirting the water thing. Remember that? Squirting the water thing. What if you squirt the speaker and just kind of short it out? That's uh, going to cause a big issue okay. of uh, trail rage. Yes. And uh, you seem to like pick, picking fights lately <laughs> with the bike. The bikers. You, th- you want to throw stuff at bikers? You're telling me I'm picking fights? I'm not going to do it. You're the one that stopped the guy and was like haggling him. And I believe you used the word scolding. Boy. So, <laughs> pot kettle black. I'm not right. gonna do that. I'm not gonna squirt the speaker. That we know of. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You can, what I, if What if you just said you had a leaky Camelback, and then you know, <laughs> you just pour on it. Pour like, it. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna do this. I'm, I think my answer is similar to yours. I'm gonna do the exact yeah. same thing you're gonna do. So I'm gonna give you a thumbs up on that one. Ooh, good. Uh, let's talk about the ranger giving you information on the trail. Okay. Um, so you're on the trail. You're out there, and you've seen. You know, you're out there and you, say, you encounter the ranger like we've mm-hmm. encountered the llama ranger yeah. or the horse ranger, whatever. Um, and they're going to tell you like what's up ahead and what you need to be doing. What, what's your what's a, what's an, what's a situation where it's it's because we've gotten how much of the information from rangers has been accurate? Would you say career? I want to differentiate this because oh, you're talking about from like the trail from yeah. like the the no no this is no you're right you had the it ranger right. office you had it right it's on the trail okay so that's different than when we go to the ranger office. the ranger office is I would say the yeah. ranger office is about ninety percent inaccurate okay I would agree with that ninety percent maybe yeah. maybe hundred percent because they never get out there um, yeah or just their information is accurate like three weeks ago right right so the rangers on the trail they are more like fifty percent. 50, from, our, from, from our experience, right? So, right. for example, you you like to talk about the llama, llama ranger. So we can talk about that. So, the llama ranger was trying to help us find a backcountry spot because we were headed in the wrong direction. This is a long time ago, by the way. And uh, so, the llama ranger was like, "I think there's an extra spot at such and such backcountry camp spot," and she was correct, and so mm. we were good to go. Yeah. Okay. So that was super helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we had another ranger that was in, say, Glacier National Park, who said. Be really careful in this area coming down the pass because there's a snow bridge that might give way. Right. And of course, there was zero snow anywhere near there. So exactly. That, take, didn't, that didn't really matter though. We just were like no. trying to mentally prepare to be careful. I think you just have to take ranger info with a grain of salt. Right. And see like, I mean, that's one of those skills I think you develop over time is like, can I discern if this ranger knows what they're talking about right. in the few minutes I'm talking to them yeah. or not? So I think a couple questions you want to ask is, um, can I believe you? <laughs> and then can I trust you? Which are kind of too similar, but not quite the same things. No, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think trusting the ranger's input is is uh, an acquired skill. Yeah, would you say? And then if you sense that they're giving you old information or it's just simply false information, is it fair to say um, I don't believe you for one second? Mm, well, you don't want to get black flagged like Carl, so I'm going to okay. say avoid that. But I think it's uh, you know when they're giving you information, I think it's I don't know. I think uh, it's I think it's one of those things where you have to determine like, do I really want to like take this 
lightly. I think there's there's those rangers we talked about this before where like they like to be that person that's like, let me just tell you what's going on in here. I know everything about the trail and everything about it. Like even if it's 100% inaccurate, they like to be that person that like helps everybody out, even if it's not good information. And I think if you're- uh, This is interesting characterization of rangers here. Yeah, well, well, some of them do though. They have that like ego thing and they like to be yeah. like the know-it-all. And I think that if you are a newer that's backpacker- That's not just rangers, that's anybody, right? Well, that can be a lot of people, but especially rangers. If you are out there and you're a newbie, then you're more prone to like take any information and a lot of time it's not good information. So. Yeah. So you are now aware- Take a grain. Take it with a grain of salt to your solution. Yes. Okay. That's, that's what I'm doing. Because you're going to get it and you don't want to like stir the pot with them because you don't want to get black leg like mm. Carl. You don't well, think so? I like stirring the pot. You do. That's what I mean. You like stirring the pot. Sometimes less is more. I like what you're saying there. I think I'm comfortable enough around rangers. I've had a lot of positive interactions with them. I know that we kind of poke fun at that a little bit, but I'm happy to ask them, when, like, is this, an ex, you know, whatever intel they're giving me, did you go there? Or is this personal experience or, or is this kind of hearsay? And then if you did go there, how long ago or how long did you get this information? And then I can kind of gauge it from that. And yeah. so if, if it's something that we're like, yeah, I was just there yesterday and this and this, I would, I would likely believe what they were saying. Yeah. But if they're like, well, typically this time of year, blah, blah, blah happens. I'd oh, say, okay, right, right. well, is, is this a typical year? Is this like a hotter year, colder year? Then maybe right. we should be more careful or less careful based upon your intel. So That's a good point. Like yeah. if, they're, if they're generalizing and they're not specific, that's something to be aware of too. Yeah. That's so a good that's, point. I, I don't mind challenging a little bit in a, in a respectful way for sure. Okay. Right, I, got, I got one more. What do we got? Okay, and, I, and I feel like I need to explain this one because otherwise we could offend some folks out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last season, the Boy Scout Brigade that mm. invades your remote backcountry camp spot. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is not just Boy Scouts in general. Right. All right, because, you know, there's a lot of awesome Boy Scout troops out there, and we have some troop leaders that are actually uh, fellow adventurers that listen to our podcast that we really appreciate. So likely this is not who we're talking about. We're talking about where you've set up camp, you were there first, and then suddenly you have an army of Boy Scouts in your midst, mm. okay? Maybe not, like, directly in your camp, but but near you, mm. and they're just having a good time. Right. And they're just there to, you know, you know they're not there to, to intentionally wreck your experience, right. but they've become trail villains because now they've kind of just taken over inadvertently. Right. So how do you handle that? I th- well, <laughs> Not fun. Um, I think we talked about this with one of our one of uh, somebody on the podcast. Yeah, this is kind of like, kind of like a milder version of that. Okay, so I think I the thing is like you know I've never been a Boy Scout leader, but I imagine like if they find a good spot, regardless, they're gonna be like, "This is good enough." Mm. But at the expense they're of usually more planning that. They usually have to. You would think so. Yeah, you think so. But I think you would. Um, if you like, I, I'm trying to imagine that, like you were there with like your small group or by yourself or with maybe one other person, and then you have this big group come. I would immediately, before they start unpacking, doing all the things, like just approach them and be like, "Hey, um, do you guys mind trying to find a different spot? Like, I just was trying to get away from everything and just try to have some peace and quiet." And you know, all due respect, um, it, it would be kind of distracting if you guys stayed here with your big group. Do you mind trying to find something else? So I, I think I would immediately take that approach before they start unpacking. Okay and settling in, because then it's gonna be really tough. I think the key, I think you hit the nail on the head actually with that one, and the key is before they settle in. So the scenario we talked about last time was that person had left camp and then they came back and then they were all settled in. Right. And then they had kind of an abrasive leader who was just like, kind of too bad, you know, I don't care that your stuff's getting wrecked. Right. Not, we're not kind of going to that extent, we're just talking about like they've arrived and they're just like, like they're probably tired, right? They want to set up camp. Maybe they, they maybe they plan on this campsite all along. Mm. Maybe it happens to be an area where you can pick your own spot and you've already set up. I think, yeah, you have the conversation with the troop leader. You definitely don't scold 
you know, the boys. And right, right, right. Sometimes there's moms. There's sometimes moms are involved in these backcountry trips. Ooh. Have you had that before? No. Okay. Not. Yeah, I've had. No. I don't know if it's they can't get enough of the dads to go, and so they're just like, we just need an adult, and so they the it's moms are there, and yeah, uh, moms are stepping up when the dads aren't able to. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. So whoever it is, just having a, a polite conversation, to just say. You guys need your own remote area yourself because you guys are going to have a lot of fun. And so maybe- what, what do you say if they're like, uh, you know what? No, I think we're going to stay here. This is a good spot. Uh, the guys are getting tired. Like we, 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 we got to pack it in for a night. Then you say, well, you better hang your food good because we're coming after it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear them bears around these parts, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if if they do that, then you've done what you can, and I th- and if it depends upon how the conversation goes. But if it's right. if it's not going so well, I think you just kind of make note of the troop and then kind of follow up with the conversation afterwards, just so that they don't continue to have these experiences where they're wrecking other people's backcountry spots. Right. True. Yeah. yeah. If you're really that kind of person, would you tough it out? Or Are you that kind of? Per- would you leave the campsite? Yeah, I think I think at that point you just have to say, all right, like if, if this is really spoiling our time, let's leave. Yeah, you got to gauge so, it. Yeah. yeah, and and to be and and just to be clear here. We are that group. Like our group is the loud, obnoxious. We're gonna wreck your experience, and so we're very mindful of that, and we try not to camp near anybody because we don't want to do that. But we've had people come up and camp near us, and we warn them, like, "Hey, we did, yeah. FYI, we get really loud. We play games, yeah. and and at least warn them." But right, I think yeah, self awareness, self awareness, and then and sometimes there's one time when we actually camped and we thought we were like remote alone. And then we had, I guess there was a group that was either not too far away or they were just at least close enough where they could hear us. And so they started mocking us with our oh, cheers and sounds right, and this and that. Um, right. But they never actually approached us. We just kind of. No. That's say, how, maybe they were just passively, aggressively, you yeah. know, coping their, in their own way. Right. I think most people are entertained by our group. But if you want like a peaceful kind of solitude experience, I think you got to do what you got to do. But I, I talked about kind of following up and like contacting the troop afterwards. That's going next level. Ooh. Are you kind of that person or no? No, I'm not going to go that. So if you have a, like a bad experience at a store, I don't know, clerk offends you, are you talking to the manager or you're just like, eh, whatever? Uh, I've gone to the manager before. Yeah, okay. I've gone to that that level. Like if I feel like that the employee's being, if they're just not knowledgeable, I'll just be like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. But if they're like overly rude or intentionally unnecessary, then I'll, I'll talk to the manager or bring them in. Okay. I mean, I've done that quite a few times to... When you're trying to like cancel a TV subscription or a cell phone or credit card people, I will frequently talk to the manager about things because they just, they, they can get just rude. Okay. Which is, even if the call's being recorded, which is kind of interesting. I can think of an experience where you came across an employee who was not very knowledgeable and you stuck it out. One, well, okay. Yeah, REI guy who told you REI. that was just a day pack. And uh, you're like, no, no, uh, no, no, no. This is a mm, real backpack, backpack. And you here we go with the R. And now you you visit him frequently. And do like, I a couple times a year? Yeah. Is that frequent uh, for you? <laughs> <laughs> he knows his stuff. Don't get me wrong. He knows his stuff. Okay. And uh, well, I apparently not if you use your day pack as a backpack. But I was up for ch- well, technically it's classified as a day pack according okay. to the company and him. So. <laughs> I was up for the challenge of uh, expanding that flexibility of that pack, which I did. So, okay. and I still use it. Yeah, and we still have to have that guy on our show. So, I do all the booking for all of our guests. Can you just step up like one time, just one time? Just give him a card and be like, give him a card and we'd say, we'd love we'd... to have you on the show. Yeah, I'll tell him about the scenario. I'm right. sure he'll be a good sport about it. Yeah, we can ask him other questions too if he's that much of an expert. 
We could. Okay. Okay. So, that's not going to happen, folks. I'm so sorry. Derek's not going to yeah. fall through that. Carl is what you call a pessimist, folks. And uh, uh, he'll call himself a realist, as all pessimists okay. do. And uh, we'll move on. Making note. So we are now in December, and Derek makes promises. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't promise I can, anything. Do you want me to cite all the things that have happened on this podcast you did not follow through on? Uh, we don't going. have to go down that road. Okay. okay. Don't do that. Was there at least one takeaway for folks in there as far as how to handle all these trail villains? Hopefully so. Hopefully I hope so. so. I Hopefully think it's so. okay. It's yeah. up to them. It's up to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So I actually kind of changing gears here is I got sent something from Gobi Heat. Do you remember that company? Vaguely. They were the one that had the heated chair. I oh, like the camp chair. I came, okay, okay. I came across them at the outdoor retailer show back in August, and we got had it. one of their guys on for a quick interview. He was the guy that was talking about how um, one of his buddies like tried to put coals under the chair to, to warm up his, oh, yeah, his yeah, bottom. Yeah. And, right. and so now they have the, the heated chair. So uh, for having him on, they sent they sent me or they sent us or whatever you want to call it, a, a heated jacket called like the mm. wolf jacket. I haven't tried it yet. No. Interesting. But, but do you know, understand the concept though is that it's like a battery operated jacket that has these like heat spots right. to keep you warm. Okay. So in return, I'm going to review it real quick. Okay. But before I do, would you be interested in wearing a heated jacket? Maybe not on a backpacking trip, maybe like a camping trip or... Yeah, a camping trip maybe. Sporting event. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't think this is, this is not for backpacking. This could be for for car camping and I know a lot of folks car What about like a, like, like a nice walk out at night on the, you know, yeah. by, the, by the beach? For sure. Okay. For sure. So... So the way that it works is you have this like external battery, kind of similar to you know like a chargeable battery pack that you might bring on, on a trip. Okay. And you plug it in, charges it up. Okay. It literally has a plug in for the jacket, and you kind of put it in this pocket, and then these little spots heat up, and it and it heats you right up. So okay. it kind of works as advertised. Mm-hmm. Uh, charging time wasn't that long to to charge the battery. Like the fit and the feel, awesome. Warmth and comfort, awesome. A plus there. Okay. Uh, ease of use to charge it and plug it in, like no problems. Okay, so how long does the battery usually last on the jacket? Like that's the big question. For sure. So it lasts like nine to ten hours, we'll say. That's pretty. So good. if you're camping, that's going to be a couple nights worth, and then you can recharge if you have. And I think you told me there's like different settings on it, right? So there's like, is there like a low, medium, high? Or? Yeah, they get the low, medium, high for sure. Okay. So typically, if you're wanting to wear. Okay. Heated jacket, you're probably wearing it on high to start with, right? And then, right. And then you can back off from there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so overall, like thumbs up, definitely good for camping, good for, you know, going to sports, sporting events outside, that kind of thing. Right. I do have some nitpicks. Oh. Okay. I actually just got one. One. So, you know, like on the, like the chest area where they have the logo. Right. Of most, you know, company stuff. Sure. When your jacket's on, there's like these bars that light Bars that light up? Yeah. So you know that it's on. So huh. that, part, that part's cool, but do okay. you want to walk around like drawing attention to your chest about, you know, <laughs> hey guys, I'm wearing heated jackets. Look at me. Look uh, at me. I mean, I kind of would think that was kind of yeah. be kind of fun though. Like I'm at a dance. Yeah, some people might like that. Like so a there dance party yeah. or something? My wife did not like that. She was like, that's, I don't want that. Okay. And well. so, yeah. So I would say that this is probably best for like, you know, campers, like I mentioned, outdoor, outdoor events or people that live in really cold climates like Alaska or Canada, mm. like yeah, those types of okay. places. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 flashlight out of five. Wow. Yeah. 4.5. Yeah. 4.5. I like that. Yeah. Because I think the nitpick is just kind of a small nitpick. It's, but a, it's a preference. Yeah. So short term okay. you so far, a thumbs up so far. I like it. Thank you, Gobi Heat, for sending it to us. There you go. And you got trivia this week, right? I got trivia. Are you ready? Uh, we have villain trivia. Yes. Yes. Okay. Coming up right after this. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, 
We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, so I got five trivia questions for you. I'm going to give you a hint. You're going to tell me if you can remember who this famous villain is is okay. are you ready are these reasonable these are all reasonable okay first one might be one of the hard ones it depends on what you know okay number one who is timothy treadwell and what villain did he encounter hmm and you said yeah you you this is the most it. this is the most outdoorsy ish backpacking one of the bunch okay uh, very famous person is it do i get the, the hint on this one or just not for the that, easier ones well i'm telling oh, that you, was the hint the per, outdoors i'm telling you the person's yeah okay. who is timothy treadwell was that uh, i want to say he's like is that the bear person the bear guy what do they call the bear guy uh the bear whisperer <laughs> uh, yeah, the bear whisper and the villain would be the bears, right? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. It was shaky. It was the grizzly man. Okay, and uh, the the villain was the bear. Good okay. job. Well, I got the villain. It's villain trivia. I got the villain. Vill- I said well, bear. you got the trivia. So you're not gonna give it to me. Bonus, I said the exact word that you were. Bonus for. point. That was extra credit, but you didn't get it. Okay. Uh, next one. The villain may ca- this villain may cause a stampede to run your way. What oh. villain would that be? Oh. May cause a stampede. So the one that I thought of was Scar from the Lion Correct. King. Correct. Scar yes, from the not, Lion King. That was King. not very nice. That was a that was brutal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one is this villain will throw pumpkins at you. Duck. Throw pumpkins. Who's at gonna you? throw pumpkins? What's your at hint you? for this one? <laughs> I just, they're gonna throw pumpkins at you. That's just the question. That's not a hint. Who That's is the, the villain? Question. What villain will throw pumpkins at you? There's really only one. All right. I'm going to ask you a question, Carl, and in the question... Then, oh, boy. Would you just take a guess? Uh, throwing pumpkins? You don't uh, know, and I like this. I this don't. I'm trying to think of who throws pumpkins. Uh, Home Alone Kid? Did you say, did you say punkins no. or pumpkins? No, I said pumpkins. Okay, let's make sure. See, so, yeah, I'm going to narrow it down. Yeah, Home Alone Kid, you've got the band Smashing Pumpkins... <laughs> You're way off. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say it's wrong. Uh, okay. It's the, the Hobgoblin. Okay. Or the Green Goblin from uh, or uh, Marvel from Spider Man. <laughs> he will throw exploding pumpkins oh, at you. Yeah, I was never gonna get that one. Okay. Okay. Two out of three though. Two out of three is not bad. Yeah. Uh, we got we gotta get you gotta get one more for the win. Oh, there's there's another fourth there's one. There's two. There's five. As I said before, I have five questions. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so this villain has an identity issue. Okay. Who should he be today? <laughs> what? That's it. That's the question. What villain has an identity issue, and he thinks to himself, "Like, hmm, who should I be today? Who should I be today? I have no idea. 
No idea. Two Face from Batman, okay. of course. Uh, I mean, come on, Two Face from Batman. Okay. All right, and the final These are one. Terrible. <laughs> These are. <laughs> <laughs> they're only terrible because you don't know how. Correct. Okay. <laughs> how were the ones you got? Were those good? Yes. Okay. Uh, the final question. All right. This is for uh, the win or another loss of trivia for the season. This villain has a breathing issue and he hates bats. That's a good uh, hint. Well, Darth Vader has a breathing issue and Darth Vader's a villain. And I know that he's never been around bats in any of the Star Wars movies. Are there bats in space? He's been on land too. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So fair point. Okay, so correct. Uh, no, incorrect. <laughs> Wait, uh, a breathing issue? Are you kidding me? He's not the one okay. who hates bats. Hates bats. Breathing issue is gotta. You're be... so cl- that's a great guess. It's gotta be. Oh, you Floyd. want you want another guess? Bane is it Bane? You how many guesses do you want? Ten. You get. You said Batman. <laughs> I thought. I said Bane. So even though you said Darth Vader, the answer is Bane. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like the audience should, should judge you on this one, okay. though. I, I don't even know how it is. I mean, you said... You backpedal your answers all the time. Uh, all right, I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll give you the trivia, That's even so nice. though Darth Vader is not correct. Are you sure you want to give me the first one where I said bear and the correct answer is bear? Are you sure you want to give me that uh, one? That is sarcasm, and I should mark <laughs> you down for that, but I'm, I'm going to take the higher road, even though you're being a podcast <laughs> villain right now. So I'll give you the begrudging yeah. three out of five win. Yeah. So I hope you're proud of yourself. Wow. Wow. I hope you guilt, guilted your way to a victory there. And uh, I'm gonna give you the, the generous award. You're so generous and giving. You're a lot about. You're all about awards and grades and and, and you know Correct. scores, scores and things. So yes, five points. Uh, five good points. job. Uh, any any uh, tidbits for us tonight or no? Okay, so I do have one tidbit, my friend. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is our last episode of the year and yeah. this is your last chance to enter for the 57 hours trip giveaway guided mm. trip giveaway it is. it is yeah i know so just click on the link that we have in the show description and you could win a guided trip with 57 hours and yeah it's a good deal it's a great deal great tidbit thank you that's all i got all right, B&B family, thank you for listening. We will see you next time. And remember, if you see a Carl on the trail on a motorbike, get your water bottle out and squirt him off it. I want to fly the there is another villain that I, you know, thought about. It's the, uh, it's the guy who... Um, well, we just call him the shoulder man, and he just simply cannot, you just can't take him anywhere. You can't drive with him. You can't take him to school. You can't take him back. Shoulder, 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 shoulder. So what you want to do with somebody like that is you really just want to trip him or knock him on the ground, squirt him in the face, and just, just say, stop it. Stop it. And usually they don't, and then that's when you get some new friends. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.